Welcome to the Becoming One podcast, where as the church, we learn to pursue peace in a divided world. Here is your host, Pastor Sean Wilson. Hey, thank you for joining us on today's episode of the Becoming One podcast. And I I really want to talk about something as it pertains to the responsibility of those who have been given charge or responsibility over an assembly of believers, which we call the church. Um, We see a lot, or I'm going to say I see, I can't tell you what you see. I see a lot of times where there are people who are leaders. They think when they get assigned to be a pastor or they get appointed or ordained to be a pastor or an elder or a deacon, that this is a elevation for themselves but it's really, it's really supposed to be another level of serving people not being served. We're not the, the CEOs of churches. I've seen that before where people have made themselves the CEO of the church. Um, there's only one CEO of the church that is Jesus, who is the head of the body. The body receives its instruction from the head. Amen. So there is no such thing as a CEO in a church. Um, Even if we are elders, we are servants to the people. We are servants to the people as deacons. We are servants to the people. That capacity of serving may shift. It may be more of um, we're, we're always here to serve the people to, to, to meet their needs and, and things along that line. That's what we've been called to do. We've been called to um, share the word of God. Even deacons must be apt to teach. The, the deacons, first of all, before they can ever serve a congregation, they must be fruitful in their walk. What does that mean to be fruitful in your walk? That means that when leaders are or those that are selected to serve the congregation, the fruit of the spirit should be already present in their lives. They should have they should be full of faith, full of the Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost. Amen. As in the book of Acts, chapter six states when they selected the first um, when they selected the first deacons or servants, they said that they had to be full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. Amen. They had to have a good reputation. Well, how do you know if someone is full of the Holy Spirit? We know people are full of the Holy Spirit because we see the fruit of that spirit. This is what it means that a novice should not be um, appointed as one over in a, in a ministry in that capacity. Why? Because you need to have fruit to serve people. You need to have fruit. You have to have patience. You have to have love. You need to be gentle. I see a lot of people who abuse those that go to their ministries because they think that they are CEOs and not servants. We are servants. Jesus himself said this. If you want to be great in the kingdom of God, you must be servant. You must be a servant. We must follow the the walk that Jesus had. So to 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 think that we have command over people in the congregation as ministers of the word of God, we are if we think that then we need to change our thinking 
and we need to understand what the call is. The call is for us, first of all, to be conformed to the image of Jesus before we even start to get in that positions or 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 seek or desire those positions. We should already have the fruit in our lives, even as leaders. How many leaders are actually being checked out before they're being appointed? When I say this, going to their house, looking to see how they live, go to their job, go and see how they are with their boss. Because see, what has happened is there has been a great number of people who have wanted to be pastors because they think this is where you can you can lead people. But the bottom line is you're a servant to people. That's what it is. It's not a business. It's not a business. And please don't come at me with, oh, I'm about my father's business. That's what Jesus says. It's not a modern day business. When Jesus mentioned that he's about his father's business, he's talking about the will of the father. That's exactly what he communicated. So when we when we talk about this today, what I wanted to kind of communicate today was we have to be mindful. We have to completely understand that when people are elders, when they are deacons, when they are um when an elder and um, elder and bishop are used interchangeably in the scriptures, the requirements are the same. When, when we when they use these terms, they're being called to a level of service to the body of believers. They are there serving, not being served to. Therefore, when people have questions in a ministry, the pastor's responsibility is to teach not to be sarcastic, not to attack people, not to turn them away and not answer their questions. Our responsibility is to be at service for the body. How we treat the body is how we treat Christ because we're members of one another. I just wish that the church as a whole would embrace the fact that when people get called into these positions, they need to be servants. What we see the trend in the Bible is not that certain people will appoint people. It's that the people would appoint their people. We do have where we have the um, Paul told Timothy to go. To, I believe it was Creek. And he said, I sent you here to uh, make elders in every city. Appoint elders not make them, I'm sorry, appoint elders in every city. What does he mean appoint them? Before he appointed them, they had to be checked out. There was a criteria. They had to be able to, first of all, they had to be able to take care of their own household because if they can't take care of their own household, how can they take care of the household of God? So serving. So when you're at home, you're not at charge. You're not in charge at home. You're, 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 you're not in charge of your family. You're serving your family in the capacity of a father, in the capacity of a husband, in the capacity of a parent. When we see that, um, we have to understand it's all about service. It's not just about somebody being a leader. We don't lord over anyone. Peter mentioned that. When we're called to shepherd the flock of God, we're not called to lord over them. 
Now we can honor the elders who dedicate themselves to the study of the word, honor them. That is a blessing. Yes, we do that. We honor one another, in fact. But please, as I see it more and more in this hour, there are so many people who think that just because you become an elder, now people serve to you. It's not your vision. It's God's vision. He already has a mission statement for his church. He don't need a new mission statement. Without, without a vision, the people perish. Well, the vision is this. Be conformed to the image of Christ. Be fruitful and multiply. Go share the gospel message. That's what the vision is. That's what the mission is. Amen. The mission is that. How will we get that? We have to teach people. Just as it says in Ephesians chapter 4, we need to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. That's how you get there. So the mission statement is to preach the gospel is to be fruitful. Amen. The vision statement, how are we going to get there? What is that vision statement? We need to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. We need to be unified in the faith of Jesus. That's our vision statement. So now every church out there that's trying to look for a mission statement and a vision statement, I just gave it to you. It's in the Bible. And matter of fact, every person, what we did one time, I'm, I'm going to share this. Just This is kind of off subject a little bit, but I'm going to share it anyway. We had a mission statement for everybody in the church. You know why? Because there's instructions for everybody in the church. For the children, there's instructions for the, for the older women. There's instructions for the younger women, the older men, the younger men. There's instructions for the elders. There's instructions for the married couples, the husband and wife. I mean, if you look at the scriptures, it tells us everything that we need to know. So we don't need to go out and try to create some other fancy smancy type of uh, mission for people when we just need to just unify, have, be of the same mind and teach the same things and have the same judgments according to the word. So this, this station, this podcast is about becoming one. And these are some of those things that we need to start to really separate ourselves from. Come out from among them, come out from among those religious systems. Colossians chapter two. I encourage you, go read that. I encourage you, I implore you, please read it. Asceticism. A lot of different things going on in the church that's not supposed to be going on in the church, but so it's going on so much that everybody thinks it's correct. And when someone brings up and says, no, that's not how it's supposed to be. According to the scripture, that's not how it's supposed to be. Everybody want to be like, that's not right. You don't learn. Well, you don't even go and read what the word says. We need to go and look at what the word says. And really follow it. You think the Lord wants to have sex? He came so that we all may become one in the body of Christ. In the book of John, chapter 17, he says this. Not that we can become different sets. He wants us to become one. That's what he wants us to do, to unify. And if we don't disagree, doesn't mean we need to split up either. Just because you have a disagreement with someone in the church, I'm going to talk about this a little bit later. But today, I wanted to point out the fact that servants, when people are pastors, 
when they are evangelists and not it's not about just preaching the word it's about serving a people it's about serving the body of christ amen it's about sharing the gospel it's about helping people understand christ so we can come to the unity of the faith and separate ourselves from those things which are not in scripture we need to separate ourselves from that stuff. So today, think about it. Go back there and look at um, in Acts chapter 6. Go back there and check it out. Look at how they selected the deacons. The deacons didn't say, hey, I want to be a deacon. Hey, hey, I want to be a servant. No, this is what they said. They, the, the apostle said, select seven people from among you that has a good reputation, full of the full of wisdom and of the Holy Spirit. How do they know they're full of wisdom and the Holy Spirit? First of all, is that they apply the word of God that they hear, they're following it. The other reason is they're gentle. They have the fruit of the Spirit is present in their lives. They're not quick to clap back as people say today when someone says something. We don't return evil for evil or ignorance for ignorance. We return love even when it's not deserved. It's time for the leaders in the body of Christ to stop just teaching the word, but start living the word. Live the word out. Do what it says. Amen. It's so easy to teach the word, but to follow the word we should already be doing that if we're leaders, if we say we're leaders. Amen. So I just want to share that with you today. God bless you. Please go back there and look at Acts chapter six. Look at how they selected those, uh, those elders or those deacons. Look at how they selected them. Amen. And there's other ways that, that leaders were selected. And I know that there are some times where it says in the scripture where it says one time where if a man desired to be a bishop, he desires a good thing. I'm a, I can cover every aspect of it, but I'm going to tell you one thing. If you are in that position, you desire to be a bishop, you desire to be an elder, interchangeably used. When you desire to be those things, then you're asking God to serve his people. And that's what you need to do. They can bring you water, but you should be bringing them water too. If we serve him. Amen. God bless you. Have a great and wonderful day and join us again. Thank you for joining us today on the Becoming One podcast. We request that you please like, share, and subscribe to our station, YouTube channel, and Facebook page. Remember to pursue peace in a divided world we, the church, must organize, neutralize, and evangelize. Let's become one.